0: are ambitious. They are supporters. They are hustlers. They champion other women. They are boss babes. The Ottawa Valley is full of boss babes, and I'm here to tell you who they are. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. You see her signature blonde and black hair, although lately she's been rocking the dreads. You hear her contagious laugh and you see her insanely talented artwork and you guys already know what bombshell I'm talking about. She's been drawing on people since her childhood but officially started her career in the tattoo industry 17 years ago. Her passion of art with tattooing has led her to being one of the most sought after tattoo artists here in the Ottawa Valley. She loves her baths, heavy metal, and karaoke, back when going out was actually a thing. Please welcome the owner and operator of Bombshells Tattoo in Padawa, Liz Davis. Hi, Holly. Hi, girl. How are we doing? We're doing great. How are you? Good. I I miss seeing your face, Liz, and I'm sure a lot of your clients are missing you and the girls, and um, and it's just, it's so crazy of a wild time. My gosh. I, How are you holding up?
1: every day is different, like really good for the most part. I really miss my job. I miss my clients. I miss having an outlet. I find it sort of tough these days, you know, not having those things. But um, I have a new baby at home and I have a lot of time to spend with the kids now. So it's, it's, you know, one of those things, home,
0: home life or or work. So yeah, that's and that you do have extra time. I mean, and we're going to get into it as well, because You had you just welcomed your second child into the world uh, back in October, and and you were back in the chair and back the high. Well, five weeks after, yeah, five weeks after, which is wild. I know. So we're gonna get into that, but first, I just kind of want to get into the very starting. So you and I have known each other for such a long time. We go way back to your original hairstyling days. (laughs) Yep. Um, you were actually cutting hair with my very my very first hairstylist, Don Burr. Um, yes, my best then, friend. Yeah, and we would see each other on Saturday nights at shots and, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and sure yeah, and I remember like when you first met Cam, the love of your life and mm-hmm. following your journey, you know, settling down, getting married, and then eventually having kids. And, uh, and you're also a valley girl. So you're originally yes. from Alice and you've been living in Eganville now for how many yeah. years? Uh, about eight years now we've been here. That's so awesome. we're in a really good spot. We're on Lake and It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to have. It's so funny because like you're right out in the country, out in the boons and, yeah. and it's just so funny. Like anybody who might see you from afar, list, like they're like, that is what, like you're living out in the country, but, <laughs> but it suits you so well. Like that's, that's Thank where you. you belong. You love it there. Yeah, I I do. I, we feel good here. So let's talk about how you discovered your passion. You know, for for art, and and you have no formal art training either, and yet you are extremely talented.
1: Yeah, I um, grew up painting with my grandmother. She was very artistic, whether she was painting or sewing or whatever she did, she just, she did it so well. She was very creative. So we would paint together in the summers. I would spend a lot of time uh, with her, giving my parents a break, I guess, you know. But um, yeah, it was really nice to to watch her. And she taught me a lot of, you know, other things, woodworking and stuff like that. If we were painting, you know, we would be cutting the wood out that we were painting on or that kind of stuff. So I, I did learn a lot from her.
0: So is she the one that originally inspired you then to pursue uh, art professionally?
1: Um, kind of. Um, I I didn't really have a, one person, we'll say, in particular. I was trying to avoid doing art for a living uh, because somebody told me one time, uh, you, you can't make money doing art. You should get a good government job. So I was creative and stuff but I didn't sort of do it all the time it's what I was drawn to and I was passionate about but I tried to do other things and eventually I just found my way back to doing art
0: and many people think you know they they think of art as drawing which is obviously like the main core of being a tattoo artist because obviously like you have to know how to draw but yeah but there are many different forms of art and your creative outlets, like you had mentioned, you know, we're wordworking and then, and cake decorating and, um, and hairstyling as well, which is like I said, you know, in my opening is what you originally had, uh, had started. And, yeah. um, but I, and I want to get to talking about hairstyling, but right out of high school, you started working for the tattoo shop. That's a household name in the Valley, the wizard's den. And, and this is the go-to place in Petawawa owned by Ivan Henderson and his daughter Velvet. So you originally started out a receptionist there, but then you moved on to being a piercer. So what was it like working for Ivan and Velvet and what were your biggest takeaways from working there? Uh, So definitely it was a a
1: huge opportunity um, to be able to work there. Um, I, I learned how to run a business. Um, I did um, everything there from sterilization, bookkeeping and, you know, booking appointments, saw how the whole operation worked. Um, And I mean, It was really cool. They were, you know, the people that put Petawawa on the map for tattooing and art and stuff like that. So it was pretty awesome uh, to be involved with them. And, um, yeah.
0: So how did you originally even get started working at the Wizards' Den?
1: I was getting a lot of tattoos back then. And uh, I had just, you know, spent a lot of time there. And... Ivan asked me to answer the
0: phone one day when I was there during one of my appointments. And I was like, okay, so that's how that started. Really? And he just like yeah. said, well, we need a receptionist. Like, do you want to come work with us? He did. Yeah, That's awesome. Isn't yeah. that funny? I now Who knows if that's even like the way that people get jobs now. I mean, you have to have like a formal background or education and stuff, but, but also that's the Valley for you too. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: It's nice when you know, the person sort of, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. the person sort of applying to be so in, in your home, you know, cause these types of places are your second home. So you want to kind of feel
0: close and, you know, kind of know the people already. Oh, absolutely. And very much like me, Liz, you, which I actually never even knew is that you moved out to Alberta Yes, and you were living in Calgary and, uh, and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So, what, what made you want to move out there in the first place? Uh, I moved
1: out there for a relationship, actually. Uh, so I had left the wizard's den and went on hiatus for a little while. And uh, I moved out there with $400 and, uh, you know, didn't really have a idea of what I was going to do when I got there. But I went out there and I was working a shitty office job and bored at work one day. I was scrolling through the... Uh, scrolling I was flipping through yellow pages <laughs> Gen Z's and are gonna be uh, like what's that scrolling yeah flipping through the yellow pages and I saw an ad for a hair school and yeah that's how that happened
0: so it's really funny that you say that because I mean obviously and obviously I moved out to Alberta for a relationship as well. And luckily it ended up sticking and my husband and I have now been married for a little over a year. And, yeah, uh, so it did work out in, in my favor at least, but, um, yeah. it's so funny. So many people end up leaving, whether they go to Ottawa, Toronto or, or Alberta, but, for um, sure. but so once you just, you saw the ad and you decided to pursue your education in hairstyling, like what made you decide to go to school for hair? I always was, uh, I did my hair
1: by myself, which is like a huge no-no, but I always did that, and I did my friend's hair, and you know, we always had wild fashion colors, you know, pink and green and everything. We were the crazy kids in school, and eventually it just turned into something I really wanted to do, and I thought hairstyling is a creative job, yet it's not doing art necessarily as you know painting or anything like that tattooing I guess so maybe it's a safe way for me to be creative and earn a good living and so
0: that's what I did and then but like myself like I was saying you know you missed the valley and and you eventually made your way home and started working at hair salons here how long were you uh, out in Alberta for Uh, about three years I was there and then I'm assuming that the relationship well obviously no I'm assuming (laughs) I'm assuming the relationship. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then, so like I mentioned earlier, I met you and when, when you and Don were working at Lucid Hair Design. Yeah. Oh my God. Doesn't that seem like so long ago too? It does. It does. The glory days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So how long were you working there? And uh, and when did you finally decide that you wanted to go into business yourself? Um. So I... Worked there for about a year, I would say, Um,
1: and I didn't necessarily have a a huge plan to go into business for myself. Um, Business sort of fell in my lap and um, I just sort of made the decision uh, to take, you know, more work on and I wound up buying a salon that I was working at. instead of losing my job
0: yeah so let's talk about that so just so everybody knows we're not talking about bombshells liz actually went into a partnership with uh with a former co-worker um, and you guys had a hair salon in the old power view building so what was that hair salon called and, and so that one was called
1: uh expressions hair salon and chelsea mcelroy and i had purchase that salon together. Um, and then eventually as we kind of did that, I just had a vision that, you know, started feeling right. And that's when bombshells happened.
0: Um, okay. So how long did you and Chelsea, uh, operate your business for and what made her decide to leave? And, and how did that happen? Um, so I believe Chelsea and I,
1: were co-owners for around a year, maybe less. Um and we both sort of just had different visions, I think. And so eventually um I asked if I could just buy her out, own the salon on my own and um kind of do my own thing with it.
0: And that wasn't too uh, it that was in 2013 that you bought her out and you became the sole owner and then eventually you changed the name from expressions to bombshells yeah so how did you come up with that name and and what was it like running a business by yourself so the name
1: came about um i wanted something that sort of spoke to the area and being in a, a military town i thought uh bombshells you know sort of the military reference plus it could go either you know pin up or military style um i just thought that that kind of fit this area um so running a business on my own at that time um i mean there was a lot of learning curves however um i mean there was so much business to be had there was so much work to do and i kind of didn't get consumed by that. I just kind of did the work.
0: So how did you find going from being in a partnership, working with someone to working on your own? Like, how was that different? I
1: feel like I work better when I don't have a partner. Um, I like to be in control of all of the big decisions Mm -hmm. and, uh, I just like to be able to sort of manage everything that way. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely it's good to have, you know, people helping employees and stuff like that. But as for major decisions, I feel best working on my own with those.
0: Yeah, I can understand and, and appreciate that too, Liz, especially, you know, even with the podcast and stuff, like you always think, do I need a co-host or, you know, in, in your case, do you need a business partner? And it can be hard. And especially when you go into business with a friend as well. And, um, yeah, cause that can always be challenging, but, let's switch gears and talk about your tattoo studio. So where did you complete your tattoo apprenticeship and what made you decide to want to open Bombshells Tattoo? Um, So I did
1: complete my apprenticeship with Ivan. Um, So after my apprenticeship was done, I was there for about close to two years after that. Um, And then I worked at another studio in town called Uh, Woody's tattoo and Amy Wood had actually reached out to me and asked me if I would come work there Um, she told me she was posted in the future and that when she left I could take over her space so basically that's how Bombshells tattoo was started so I worked there under her at Woody's and then when she left I was able to just make the quick name change to Bombshells
0: and that was it So isn't it funny when you think of, you know, even the change, like, so it's bombshells tattoos and before that it was Woody's and before that it was Yogi's. And so, and Yogi's was like the bar to go to. Now, did you spend some of your, your teen days Uh, at Yogi's?
1: I, you know what I did? And it's so funny. We have stairs that go down to the piercing and massage room. And so many times I saw drunk girls falling down those stairs. So it's just kind of funny to look at the stairs and remember what they used to be.
0: Isn't that crazy now, you know, when you own something like that and it's just like coming full circle. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, And you were so busy too, Liz. Like you, so you had still at this point, you had still owned Bombshells Hair and, and again, just to reiterate, you know, both of the buildings are, are
1: now, were they joined together? So they were joined together. Um, there was a door that sort of separated everything
0: back then. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really convenient when that building became available. So, actually, here's another side note too. Were they both, are are those buildings, since they're kind of joined together, are they owned by the same person or? Yes. Okay. So then that worked out really well. Then you had already had bombshells hair and then you were able to purchase then the other side then for bombshells tattoos. So that worked out really well. Yeah. And then, and that's why I guess, you know, you could, own and run both businesses and run back and forth what you were doing I yeah. remember because I had followed you and and you had been doing my hair for a while and then you had switched over just to doing tattoo but you were still managing um the hair salon so the woman who owned bombshells hair I can't remember her name what was her name again bombshells hair yeah the previous owner Jordan Jordan yes yeah so Jordan I loved her loved, loved, I loved know, her. Right? she was such a rocket oh my gosh yeah. So she was always like, yeah, so she was doing my hair. And so I'd come into bong to get my hair done and Jasper was in there Yeah, and you'd be running back and forth. Liz, I don't know how you did it.
1: I know it was, you know what? I didn't have kids and I could work 16 hours a day back then. And it was fine. <laughs> yeah, like you were
0: super busy. And like you said, extremely long hours. Yes, it yeah. was, it was a lot. How long did you do that for? Um, you know what? I worked like that
1: forever pretty much until about three years ago I've always worked super hard you know I've always had a job or two and uh, I'm a little bit of a workaholic I think
0: that's yeah I mean I can see it and you worked your ass off Liz like I've never seen anybody hustle and and put more hours in than you did and um, so what made you ultimately decide to take the step back away from hair and and not even just the step back away from hair and, and, but the business itself, cause you actually decided to sell the hair studio.
1: I did. Um, so it was a really big decision because for a long time, um, I was very happy having both. It was a huge dream come true to have, you know, both running, both successful. Um, but family planning, um, was sort of happening and I couldn't, I couldn't, give enough time to my family so I had to cut something out um so it wound up being the hair salon um I love doing tattoos I love doing hair but tattooing
0: one and being a mom to a toddler um and now a newborn with little Miss Pearl and and a stepmom to a preteen while also running a a full-time business is stressful enough and (laughs) yeah oh I, I I can't even imagine like right now I'm I'm still on maternity leave and I am, you know, running a podcast and and this is starting to pick up and stuff. And I'm already finding, like I'm counting down till nap times. And I'm like, I don't know how women are doing the virtual training and running a household. Like I am very fortunate that my husband makes dinner every night. And like, I don't have to really worry about too much but I don't know how you moms are doing it. But, and and on top of that, now let's throw a a global pandemic at you. as well, Liz, like, my but gosh. It, you know what? It, I mean,
1: every day is different. Some days are good. Some days are really good. Some days, you know, just are, you don't get the laundry done and it gets pretty tough
0: <laughs> looking at the pile. <laughs> I don't think anybody gets the laundry done, whether there's no. a pandemic happening or not. No. Oh. But you've also returned to work two short months after, after Pearl was born. And this is again... Uh, like I had mentioned, you had her back in, uh, at the end of October and we were all hoping for a Halloween baby too. (laughs) I know. I couldn't hang in there. Uh, I couldn't hang in. But, um, yeah, so you had returned, like I had mentioned the the two short months after she was born. So you were back, um, back at Bombshells in December.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, and you weren't even back to work that long before the second uh, lockdown went into place.
1: no. This pandemic has been pretty tough on business, um, seeing as I make my money when I'm tattooing people, and uh, I'm not doing that right now. So um, it's been quite an adjustment
0: living life
1: this way now.
0: Yeah. And tattoo artists are considered a service-based industry since you guys obviously rely heavily on in-person interaction um, due to only being able to offer in-person services. Mm Mm-hmm. And returning back to work too, um, like obviously you didn't expect that we would be going into another lockdown, but what was one of the reasons why you wanted to return to work so early? Um, I didn't necessarily wanna return
1: so early. Um, it was a pretty big setback to be off work um, during the first lockdown, totally unexpected. So, I mean, To bank a whole bunch of hours and money so I could have some time off with the second baby was not really a thing that, you know, we could do this time. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to sort of dip into my, I guess, savings for the baby during the last lockdown. So, I mean, I just couldn't, you know, take the time off as I had wanted to. So that's why I had to come back
0: so soon. So it is disappointing that, you know, like due to the pandemic that you were, you were gypped, you were gypped of your mat leave and it's really too bad, but, and again, like we're looking at the silver lining in this situation that yes, there's, there's another lockdown. Yes. We got extended. Yes. You get to be home with, with the kids, you get a bond with Pearl and everything. And as well as your son, but it's not ideal. It's not what you had originally planned. Like, I just feel like your whole pregnancy, everything got gypped um i'm sure even delivering pearl i don't know like was cam like did you have a hospital birth was cam able to be in the in the so room? so he
1: was yeah he was allowed to be there we couldn't have visitors or anything like that um but i mean the, that that part was okay um just the just the returning to work you know was
0: was tough so soon we mm-hmm. not actually had the pandemic at all um would you have taken more time off I probably
1: would have taken, um, I would say two to three months is what I was hoping for this time. Um, But being self-employed and
0: loving my job and everything like that, it's, it's really hard to be home. And even just, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, all the juggling that you have to do with being, um, being a mom to, to three kids and then also, you know, spending time with your hubby and, mm-hmm. and managing a business full-time too. What do you find the hardest thing is about being a business owner?
1: Um, I would say the hardest thing is setting boundaries. Like I have a hard time saying no. So when people come in with something super cool and you know, they want me to work on them. I want to, and I always take on more than I should, um, which gives me less time with the family. So I really have to start sticking to my guns about my work schedule and, you know,
0: spending more time with my family. And it's really hard too, I guess, during this time, because everybody's looking to you um, and not just, you know, provincial regulations and, and waiting for Doug Ford to make the next announcement, but they're looking to you too, to say, as an employer, like, obviously no one's getting paid. I don't even know what the CERB's on right now. Like, I think that that discontinued. I don't know if it's back on. Uh, so don't quote me, but, but everyone's also looking to you for direction to be like, when can we get back? And, and what are you going to do as an employer? You know what I mean? Like, so that must be hard as well. That it it can be tough now. um The girls actually at the
1: shop we are all self-employed, so everybody basically has a space and you know rents a chair basically. Okay, um, so the same as hairstyling then. Yeah. So I mean they are entitled to all of the benefits just like I am. The well, not all of the benefits, but <laughs> the new CRB benefit.
0: So, so there yeah. is a new. There is a new. There uh, is a new one. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and then again, like I had mentioned about you guys being a service-based industry, there's, there's only so much that people can buy from you guys while you're closed. You know, when I'm, the immediate thing that I just think of is, you know, reaching out to say, Hey, can I get a gift certificate? You know, just to kind of help bring some kind of revenue. But, um, I noticed that you guys are now selling merchandise and you also recently just launched a website. Yes,
1: um, our website has been up, I think, actually, for about a year and a half now. Oh, sorry, Liz. Oh, <laughs> no, nope, nope, that's okay. But um, I did just redo our Instagram. So maybe that's what you were noticing. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do in the shop carry um, merchandise. We have hoodies and baseball tees right now. Um, in the past, we have had tank tops and stuff like that, but I am looking to expand the clothing part um, of Bombshells and hopefully be able to make uh, a little bit more of an income that way as well.
0: Yeah, I had actually been uh, d- been digging around uh, looking for information on you on, uh, on Google and I found your Etsy site where uh, you're selling artwork, although I only saw two pieces on there, Liz. It's been a while since I've had anything on there. <laughs> yeah, and you had mentioned that you were looking to launch a small clothing line. So um, what what's going on with that? Like, is that still in the works? Is that part of Bombshells? Is that something separate? Um, it'll probably be a part of Bombshells. Um,
1: I do a lot of, um, I've done all of the artwork on the shop merchandise so far. And I just want to add a little bit more, more designs and stuff like that um, for a, you know, a side
0: hustle, I guess you could say. That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely should. And I also saw on your website that you're making handmade soaps. So just keep adding all these different artistic, uh, <laughs> abilities to your resume here, Liz. All of the hobbies that I don't have time for anymore. You but just keep yes. adding them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So tell us about the soaps.
1: Um, so the soaps, um, I had a harebrained idea I wanted to make soaps a while ago and so I did a little bit of research and ordered everything I needed and it is so addictive making soap like you make one bar and when it's set you cut it and you see the designs that you made and it's just so interesting the more
0: you do the more you want to make it's so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like so many people are getting into making soaps. Like there's so many different companies, you know, like there's, I think a, a dirty soap, so-called like yeah. dirty soap line. And, and uh, there's just, it's, it's a great thing to get into. And another thing that's just like has something to relate to, but not is there are people who like, who like cutting soap and listening to the sound. It's the a- ASMR sound. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I'm not super into the sound, but the feeling when you cut it and just, it's so satisfying. That's so funny. It's so much fun. Yeah.
0: It's a thing. Yeah. Oh, so I want to get back to um, Bombshells and I want to kind of toot your horn a little bit because you guys are all about giving back to our community and, and, uh, and you guys have raised money towards bursaries for high school graduates and uh, most recently the Pembroke Regional Hospital through a virtual art show and, and, uh, and this is nothing new. Uh, the virtual The virtual part is but not the art shows because you guys have been holding art shows for years. Yes, we have. And one of the big ones that I specifically remember, which was no big deal, Liz, but you guys had fucking Biff naked performance. Yes, we did. When was that? Like, that seems like- That was 2018, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't that long ago. And how cool is it that you guys were able to get Biff naked here? I know. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Did she put on her tango shoes and do a little she dance? She did. We all wore <laughs> our tango shoes that night. That's awesome. So let's talk about your art shows and, and what it all entails. And um, I just, yeah, I want to know more. Um, so
1: we really like doing the art shows. It gives us um, another way to sort of showcase our other art interests besides tattooing um so typically we like to have them out at a bar um where people can come and drink and have a good night see some bands and buy some artwork so it's sort of a a night out where did you get the idea from um we did the first ever art show at the wizard's den um years ago and it was just like in-house it was pretty small but it was just a, a night for people to be able to come and and see the paintings and other stuff that we did um and we had one with Woody's tattoo as well and it just
0: it just kept going
1: that's I really cool. do like event planning
0: <laughs> yeah and that's so much fun and it's too bad that you guys had to change it into a virtual one but um, but obviously everyone's jumping into the online space and we're doing yeah. virtual meetings, doing virtual everything. Obviously we're doing virtual right now, but yeah, what uh, what did the virtual art show all entail? Uh, so we did the virtual art show on Facebook and
1: we had basically an album of all of the artwork that you could buy. Um, so you could take a look at everything and then if you liked it, you just had to follow the directions Uh, basically that was listed underneath so to contact the artist and um we did have a silent auction so you could just type your bid in the comments and then at the end um the highest bidder got that piece of artwork and we donated to the Pembroke Regional Hospital last time how
0: much money did you guys raise um I think a little bit over eighteen hundred dollars that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. And that was the virtual one? That was the virtual one, yeah. That's amazing, Liz. Good job. Thank you. Um, now, do you guys plan on holding another virtual one this year since it looks like we're still yes. sticking to the virtual So
1: we are actually, I believe, going to launch it on February 1st um, and have people able to buy things uh, starting, I believe, February 1st. Where are you guys deciding to donate them to this year? Uh, We chose the Bernadette McCann House in Pembroke to donate to this time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What uh, What a great organization. And especially because, you know, due to COVID and stuff and with domestic violence and everybody being at home. Yeah. So is that why you guys decided to go with them?
1: Definitely. And we just, women supporting women right now. We wanted to help the ladies out.
0: That's fantastic. I'm sure that uh, everybody at Bernadette McCann House will, uh, will really appreciate that. I'm sure they will.
1: Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We'll be right back after we hear from our
0: sponsors. Amanda Talker Media is the Ottawa Valley's most trusted branding expert, as she focuses on brand identity, photography, and social media. Amanda was born and raised in the Valley, and this fuels her passion for local businesses, as she assists with brand development, photography, digital design, social media management, and mentoring. Let her help you to grow and bring awareness to your business by attracting, targeting, and expanding your audience. Check her out at Amanda Talker Media on both Facebook and Instagram, and see how she can bring innovative branding and marketing strategies to your business. The Town of Petawawa and the Petawawa Business Advisory Network are pleased to support local businesses. Small businesses are an integral component in vibrant, dynamic communities. By their very nature, entrepreneurs innovate, disrupt the status quo, inspire creativity, and promote skills development. Small businesses are the very fabric and rich history of a diverse community. Support local businesses. Check out shoppetawawa.ca, your one-stop resource to finding businesses in Petawawa. View promotions and messages connected directly to business social and shopping platforms. Help our small businesses. shoppetawawa.ca
1: it's lindsay from kiss a better beauty and you're listening to the ov boss babes podcast
0: all right liz so next let's get into the tattoo process i have prepared a bunch of fun tattoo and piercing questions so i'm gonna get right in your element so let's get right into that so i know that you can't do this anymore but pre-covid um how did the tattoo process work? Could you just come in off the street and say you wanted a tattoo and go from there? Um, so before COVID, yes, you could come into
1: the shop. You could talk to us and we could, um, get the ball rolling right then and there with booking an appointment. Now everything is done by email and it's a little slower. Um, yeah. So you basically send us your request You have to choose an artist and then
0: we get your artwork done, find a date and then you come in. And I'm going to pop your tires here just a little bit, Liz, because you had said that, you know, people could come in off the street and just come in and get a tattoo. But guys, 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 this is bombshells tattoo. This is, (laughs) this is, you know, this is bombshells tattoo. You can't just walk in off the street and get an appointment with these ladies. You're waiting a while. If you want the best tattoo artist to do your tattoos here in the valley just saying it does
1: take a little bit now to get
0: (laughs) in what was the longest amount of time that you've ever spent on one tattoo job
1: um i would say
0: probably over 40 hours 40 to 50 maybe and obviously that's not done in one sitting but for those that don't know (laughs) no the longest
1: in one day of tattooed is nine hours but yeah I've had a lot of long jobs. A nine-hour session is the longest amount of time someone will sit there. Yes, and it was on a girl, and it was on her rib cage, and she was amazing.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, good for her. I know. Holy, I would tell you right now, I would not be able to sit that long. I cried. (laughs) I (laughs) cried when I got my rib cage tattooed. Yeah, and plus, I think I would have no voice. I would. I would run out. of a voice by then Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what's the worst tattoo cover-up story so
1: there are so many bad ones like there's not like everybody has a name to be covered or some people have come in with wrong wedding dates tattooed that they need fixed or there's there's drunken mistakes that people make there's a lot of bad
0: things that we've covered what is the craziest tattoo that you've ever inked on someone so uh i have tattooed
1: a little tattoo and it says ketchup on my hot dog and there's a picture of a hot dog with ketchup on it and it is a reference to period sex
0: what (laughs) yep that is not where i saw that oh my gosh really
1: yeah and there's another one that I did and
0: you're you're just like stone cold
1: (laughs) well I actually tattooed that on a whole
0: group of friends so there was a lot of them you've seen it all I guess by this point like nothing phases you I guess anymore eh
1: no not really (laughs) there was another one a guy had chip and dale the chipmunks tattooed in his inner thighs they had stars in their eyes and they were looking up at his nuts
0: interesting (laughs) I wonder where people get these ideas for like I don't know and do you actually like do you sketch each one and um I I know like I, I know this question myself but do you sketch each one or does someone like bring in pictures and say like this is what I want and then you draw it from there like how does that work okay so we typically do draw everything custom
1: um people can bring references in but we we generally like to
0: work with our own designs and what's a really cool thing too Liz is that you've done two out of three of my tattoos um with my very first one being my heart on my wrist yes yeah you did that one and then you did my my fish hook one on my on uh, my ankle and and like I said like booking in with you. I I couldn't wait for my husband because my husband's needing his uh, back tattoo. And I was like, is there any way we could get Liz in to do his, but I know super booked up and, and hours are sometimes hard, but okay. Back to our questions. I'm going to get off track here. Um, Is there anywhere on your body that you would never consider getting pierced? You have a couple piercings, but, uh, and actually where, where are all your, uh, where are all of your piercings?
1: Um, so they're all on my, ears and my face pretty much um
0: I have nothing left elsewhere really Mm -hmm. so where is one area on your body that you would never consider getting pierced um so I would never
1: consider getting my cheeks pierced um there are issues that I have seen my friends have with their salivary glands after piercings plus they can be pretty damaging to your teeth so I probably
0: would skip the cheeks good to know yeah how many tattoos do you have i have 31 31 yes but
1: i mean i had more they're just joining together now now are you planning on getting
0: more i'm
1: yeah yes i am is there
0: room (laughs) no i'm just kidding i have a blank arm oh there oh that's right there you go there's lots of room um where on the body would experience the most pain while getting a tattoo uh for me there've been three
1: super painful places. Uh the rib cage was pretty bad. Um the feet were awful. And I have a little tattoo on my heel and that was also really bad. And what on about Achilles a- tendon?
0: Oh gosh. And yeah. what about a, what about a piercing?
1: Um I found the ear cartilage to be the worst for me. Um the conch was a pretty bad spot. What's the conch? The conch is like the little hollow piece in your ear, like um, right through the inner part of your ear.
0: And I read that sometimes people get aroused in specific areas while they're getting inked. Is, is this true? So I have heard, uh, Ivan actually
1: told me a story that one of his clients had actually had an orgasm being
0: tattooed really yeah that he witnessed in person or no he just heard the story no that one of his clients oh my word yeah interesting
1: tattooing for me is pain painful so I mean I haven't experienced it personally I don't know if my clients have but yeah I it's not something I know about
0: (laughs) (laughs) too much too much yeah what's the most common tattoo you've inked on someone um I would say poppies
1: oh I they can see that a lot of poppies I love tattooing poppies I love tattooing all kinds of flowers but poppies I think would be the
0: most common subject matter that I've done especially around here too I can yeah. definitely see that our belly button piercings are still are belly button piercings a still, are, are belly button piercing still a hot commodity they are yeah they're it's very popular still Oh, good. I was hoping yeah. that that didn't die. It sort of died for a while, but I feel like it's kind of back. Now, did, does anyone still get their tongue pierced anymore? Surprisingly, yes. Really? I know.
1: I know. It was the the least, it, I don't know. I, I never liked piercing tongues, but people still love getting it done.
0: I've only ever met, I think, two people in my life that have their tongue pierced, and I don't know if you, you can ever see me with one Liz, but I wanted one for so long. I did too. Oh, I I thought they were so hot. Yeah, me too. But I don't know if you ever saw the movie rat race. No. Oh, okay. It's, one of those like hit and miss movies but one of the guys he had his tongue pierced and mm-hmm. he basically um had a list like he couldn't even talk nothing was uh was audible coming out of his voice and ever since I saw that movie I was like oh, okay never mind I never want mine <laughs> oh. in case if that happened and now I don't know if that's true and that that could happen but it
1: can if you have a lot of swelling you sometimes you don't sound very uh, cool when
0: you're talking yeah see I'm surprised that you don't have one
1: I actually tried to have it done. Um, One time I was at a concert when I was 16 and I had, you know, had my tongue pierced and for some reason the girl couldn't follow the jewelry through. So the piercing didn't work out. She pierced my tongue but couldn't get the jewelry in. Um, So that was just not a thing for me. And now the idea
0: of it just
1: freaks me right out
0: oh <laughs> uh, well at least nothing bad happened in that regard yeah um and then one really interesting question which especially as a new mom you might know this now and, and i don't know if your nipples are pierced or not but nipple not piercing anymore. no not anymore no. okay so let's answer this on then: nipple piercing and breastfeeding how does this work uh so it is
1: totally possible so long as you remove your jewelry um while you're feeding your baby, so they don't choke. Um, But having your
0: nipples pierced does not affect breastfeeding at all. And how, so you can keep your your, uh, nipple rings in the entire time when you're breastfeeding, you just have to remove them before you start? Yeah, so long as the baby
1: doesn't have jewelry in their mouth, so take it out before you're breastfeeding
0: and you can put them back in and that's safe. And can you leave them out for a certain period of time before like not wor- not having to worry about the hole closing over? Everybody's different. Um, sometimes people can leave them out for quite some time.
1: Sometimes people take them out and they're not able to get them back in. Uh,
0: so it's, everybody's sort of different. Okay. And this is one of the questions that was on Google. Will milk leak out?
1: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it would leak out of the piercings. I mean, if you happen to pierce through a, a duct at the time you know that your milk just came in or something maybe but when you have a piercing the piercing is actually healed like there's a solid tunnel for the jewelry to go through so you shouldn't have
0: milk come out <laughs> but I feel like you wouldn't know anyways because I mean we all um we all have let down at some yeah. point too for for women that are breastfeeding so you wouldn't really probably know the difference anyways no no all right, so we'll move into then the rapid ten, which is kind okay. of a continuation onto this, but a little bit more fun. Okay. So I know that your husband Cam has a sleeve, but did he have any tattoos before he met you? Um, he did. He had two small tattoos. He had a little
1: kanji symbol on his arm, and he and his mom had matching tattoos, little dragons.
0: Plus, that is mm-hmm. so cute. I know. And then it wasn't you that kind of converted him over to get like the full sleeve. Yes. And now does he have more than the sleeve? I
1: haven't seen it. He does. He has two sleeves. He has a chest piece, a full chest. And from his knee to the top of his foot on one leg is totally covered.
0: And have you done all his tattoos? Um, all of them since we've been together. Yep. Nice. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Do nipple piercings make your nipples permanently hard? No,
1: not for everybody. It's possible. Um, it creates a little bit of scar tissue through the nipple. And I think that's where people get a little bit more nipple hardness than they had before,
0: but I have seen nipples that it doesn't really change them at all. Have you ever done one of those tattoo hearts with the words mom in it? Yes, I have. (laughs) I think they're super cute. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Truth or myth. If you're pregnant and have a back tattoo, uh, Some hospitals may not be able to give you an epidural.
1: I have had two epidurals and I have a fully covered
0: back and everything went fine for me. Good to know. Yeah. You're a heavy music metal fan and you actually met Marilyn Manson, which is so sick. That's so cool. Yes, I did. But who is your favorite heavy metal band to listen to? Deftones. Deaf Towns, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must miss concerts so much too. Badly. Oh. What's one tattoo artist everyone needs to check out on Instagram? Uh,
1: my favorite right now is her Instagram
0: handle, is Rostra. Her flowers are insane. Many 90 many 80s and 90s kids have their one eyebrow pierced. Were you one of them? Yes, I was. Were you really? Yes, I was. <laughs> now do you do piercings for eyebrows anymore? Is that like totally done? We still do them. Really? Yeah. See that's so interesting because you I, I know have people anymore with them. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Like when I was in high school, that was huge. They were huge, yeah. Should you drink alcohol or take Tylenol before getting a tattoo if you're prone to pain? Drinking alcohol, no. Um,
1: I mean, take Tylenol take the Tylenol to take the edge off I have done it before and to be honest it has in my head worked for me so I would say yeah go for it
0: your hair dreads is your current signature look they and it suits you so well like they it looks awesome on you thank you but what's one thing people should know about dreadlocks before uh before they start them
1: um I would say you should be prepared for a long journey. There's a lot of changes that happen with dreads and they're not easy to take out. So just be prepared to have them for a while
0: uh, if you want to get them done. And especially uh, if you have them pre-COVID.
1: Yeah. And just don't know
0: when cellists are going back in. So if you do have dreads, you're going to have them for a while. Exactly. How long have you had your dreads in for? Uh, four years now. Four years? Four, yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Liz, Mm -hmm. how is, how is it like to, to shampoo and everything? Uh, I wash them like normal. I only wash maybe
1: once a week, I would say, uh, you just have to rinse your hair really well. And I use a lot of oil after for a lot of conditioning. Oh, very low
0: May. Yeah. Mom of two, you know, (laughs) and what's one local business you think everyone should know about and support right now? The bath boutique. Yes, totally. oh, I love Catherine. I met her pre-COVID and I'm so happy that she's downtown Pembroke, although we lost her from Petawawa.
1: Yes, we did,
0: but uh, her shop in Pembroke is so beautiful. It is, and she's just so lovely. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have her on the pod. So Catherine, if you're listening, you know I'm coming for you, girl. All right, Liz, so let's talk about real quick how people can support you. So like I said, what are you guys selling? Um, Are you offering any curbside pickup, shipping, delivery? How can people support Bombshells during the lockdown? So
1: people can support us by buying gift certificates. Um, That's sort of the main thing right now. Um, Shop merch, so hoodies and baseball tees. If anybody wants one of those, just send us an email at bombshells.studio777 at gmail.com um I will ship I will deliver myself you can come to the shop
0: curbside pickup um yeah definitely choose the uh the curbside pickup guys because you want to see this babe in person for sure (laughs) Oh, Liz well thank you so much for being on the podcast today this was this was so much fun and thank you so much oh and it's always so good to catch up with you it's been a while I know it has been so long and I mean I feel like I've been in your shop lately just popping in and not abiding by our your rules. We made our day with those donuts. <laughs> oh, Liz. Oh, well, I just love you guys. And I, I want to be able to support, you know, you guys as much as possible. So can't wait for doors to open back up again. And, and like I said, I'll be sending my husband over to finally get his back tattoo finished. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Please remember to continue supporting local to help keep businesses in the Ottawa Valley open. Um, I'll be back next Monday, so we will see you guys next week. This week's podcast episode is sponsored by the Town of Petawawa and Shop Petawawa, a new website that connects shoppers with businesses in town and links consumers directly to your social media and website platforms. And Amanda Talker Media, the Ottawa Valley's most trusted brand expert. She's ready to help you up your social media game and bring more awareness to your biz. Check her out at Amanda Talker Media on Facebook and Instagram.